Know how to recognize Jesus in new things. David W. Palmer John the Baptist was a very holy, godly man who clearly operated in the spirit and power of Elijah, as God's angel said he would. He prepared the way for Jesus and even pointed to him as God's lamb, proclaimed his ministry, and released disciples to follow him. Yet, John still had a moment of serious doubt, he was later confused about whether Jesus was the genuine move of God that he had been expecting. If John could experience this disillusionment, then we too have to realize that in part, we may be disappointed or disillusioned about the next move of God. In other words, how do we recognize the true moving of God's Spirit when it comes? How do we know whether what we witness is God or not, especially since we haven't experienced anything like it before? Today, we begin a series of studies to find out. Isaiah 43 18-19 DKJV, Do not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. 19 Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. In this well-known Old Testament passage, God declares that He is about to do something new. We have been talking about God raising up a prophetic ministry in our generation in the spirit and power of Elijah. This goes hand in hand with the unprecedented revival, awakening, outpouring, ingathering, and just as God is about to accomplish. We must understand, therefore, that we are talking about God again doing a new thing. Despite all of this including a reoccurrence of Elijah's ministry, it is not a complete repeat of anything God has done before. We of course cannot entirely predict God's new thing and what Jesus will do through this new ministry, what it will look like, who it will operate through, or how it will function. So, how will we be able to distinguish it from false ministry, false prophets, false teachers and apostles, etc. Thankfully, we do have God's Word and Holy Spirit to help us recognize aspects of Jesus's ministry that have been thoroughly mistaken previously. These are trustworthy and undeniable evidence of Jesus at work, they are unique to Him. In the next group of studies, although we cannot predict all the details of God's new thing, we will look at scriptures that can help us recognize it when it appears. These will greatly assist us to discern what is a God-led ministry and what is not. In saying that He will do a new thing, God implies that He is about to create it now. Therefore, no one could have known about it or predicted it, after seeing it, they cannot say that they have seen it before. He emphasizes this strongly in this chapter of Isaiah as seen in the following two verses. Isaiah 43 9, 12 LT, Gather the nations together. Assemble the peoples of the world. Which of their idols has ever foretold such things? Which can predict what will happen tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? 12. First I predicted your rescue, then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign god has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. Even though the Old Testament writings are infused with veiled passages about the Messiah and his mission, no one knew exactly what it would look like. For example, the academics and scholars of Jesus's day, despite dedicating their lives to studying God's word, didn't recognize God's new thing in Jesus. In fact, they executed him because they completely misunderstood his ministry, they perceived his authority as a threat to political stability, they attributed his miracles to the demonic, and they interpreted his self-explanation as blasphemy. Let's learn from their mistakes and those of others so we don't repeat their folly. In particular, although God used John the Baptist to herald Jesus and prepare the way for him, John's understanding was limited to what God had shown him. He did not have complete knowledge of what this new thing would look like. 
The following passage shows this very well. Matthew 112 2-60 KJV, When John heard while in the prison the works of Christ, he sent, a message, by his disciples. 3 And said to him, Jesus, are you the coming one, or are we to expect another? 4 And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and declare to John what you hear and see. 5 The blind receiving sight and the lame walking, the lepers being cleansed and the deaf hearing, the dead are being raised and the poor receiving, the, good news, of the gospel. 6 And blessed, happy and well off now, is anyone who will not ever stumble, into ensnaring sin, because of me. In this very interesting passage, we see that John had some doubts about whether the one he had pointed to at Jordan was the real Messiah. Like Elijah, he was at the pinnacle of his ministry when this happened. For Elijah it happened when he called fire from heaven, for John it was when he baptized Jesus. However, also like Elijah, John experienced a sudden and steep fall into doubt. All of us in ministry should note this and realize that we are all prone to these emotional downtimes. Like the old saying goes, what goes up must come down. If you have been through a huge spiritual and emotional high, beware of the emotional, not just spiritual, downtime that can follow. Give your emotions space to recharge. If you are feeling flat or a little depressed, give it some time. It's a bit like your body being tired the day after enormous physical exertion. We expect it in our physical being, and we are not even stunned when it happens to us spiritually. However, our emotional low times seem to take us by complete surprise. Don't be alarmed. Instead, replenish your emotions with rest and fun. Now, back to John the Baptist. Why did he doubt? Was he just emotionally flat, or was it because the one he confessed and empowered at the river didn't turn out to be the, style of, Messiah that he was expecting? Perhaps John was disillusioned with some aspects of Jesus's ministry. Maybe he was disheartened by his own imprisonment, and even more disappointed when God did not move through Jesus to free him. Scripture doesn't tell us directly why he questioned Jesus's identity, but one thing is certain. When John had doubts over whether Jesus really was the coming one, Jesus had an absolutely conclusive way to settle the issue. He pointed to the signs and wonders that God did through him. This would remind John of some crucial Old Testament passages in Isaiah that speak of the evidence of the Messiah. See for example, Isa. 35, 43-8. John knew that the appearance of the Christ was imminent, God had told him to expect him. John had even pointed out Jesus, acknowledging that he is the Lamb of God. Yet, he later doubted. Many other Jews, including the Pharisees, were anticipating the arrival of the Messiah. They had all the prophecies and scriptures pointing to him. Yet they too failed to recognize him when he presented himself before them. Jesus's own family didn't realize that his unique holy life, which they witnessed firsthand for decades, was an indication of his divine identity. What perhaps is even more amazing is the fact that at times some of his own closest followers didn't recognize him, or they mistook him for someone else. We need to learn from these sincere people and their failures to recognize Jesus and his new thing. We too can have very sincere hearts that yearn and work both for manifestations of Jesus's ministry, and for preparing his people for his return. Yet, like John the Baptist, we can be confused and disillusioned when he appears, his manifestation may not be what we were expecting. In the process, we may forget that one of his ministries or signs is that of being a stumbling block, Romans 9-3, 1 Pet. 2-8. Perhaps we will run into the stumbling block when we least expect it. To avoid mistaking or failing to recognize him, 
we must thoroughly renew our minds to the true biblical signs of Jesus at work. In Matthew 11one 6 quoted above, Jesus pointed out his miraculous signs of healing and the fact that the poor were receiving the gospel as evidence that he was indeed the coming one. We can still rely on this evidence today to confirm Jesus at work. What's more, I believe several further evidences seen in God's Word can also help confirm if it is Jesus at work. As we have seen, many other people in the Bible, including those who knew Him well, failed to recognize Jesus as the Messiah in various situations. I'm not sure what they were expecting, but a study of their mistakes shows us several things they could have noted. These are also characteristics of Jesus in operation, and we can look to them for fail-safe confirmation. In tomorrow's and following studies, we will look at several evidences of Jesus's person and work. This is so we will not easily repeat the mistaken identity others had of a genuine move of God.